there's someone you should meet. Good day, friends. Thank you for joining and listening today. I have high confidence that this episode is going to make your day that much better because I had the great privilege of getting to chat with the starting safety for Texas A&M, Leon O'Neill Jr. A couple of caveats before we continue. First, Zoom decided to throw couple of curveballs um, on the on the audio um, so there's a couple of quirks there um, but nothing nothing more and then secondly unfortunately this conversation did take place before all the SEC expansion and Texas OU craziness so that topic uh, may be absent during this but we do however cover the entirety of Leon's Aggie career. Um, both the ups and downs from being recruited during a coaching change and the decision-making that went to that to an impactful play that us as fans may not have noticed um, during A&M's Orange Bowl victory over North Carolina. Many thanks to Leon for joining. Just know you have a fan for life here in DFW. Um, This really was a special conversation that I won't forget, and I hope you enjoy and now you can hit that like or subscribe button. Pretty, pretty, please. Let's go. Welcome in, friends. There's someone you should meet. Once upon a time, there was a young man at Cypress Springs High School, and he started the football season of his junior year with zero scholarship offers. And, you know, he just sat back and he said, it's time to wake him up. So by the time he graduated, he received offers from 40 colleges around the country and a spot on the U.S. Army All-American Bowl. Today, he is an Orange Bowl champion, and he is a starting safety for the Texas A&M Aggies in one of their most highly anticipated football seasons in recent memory. Everyone, please welcome my guest today, the leader of the Wake Em Up movement, Mr. Leon O'Neill Jr. Hey, Dave. <laughs> well, welcome in. Uh, my, I've been uh, I've been curious to know. So yeah, we have this big season, lots of it, high expectations um, right. coming off of last year. Right. I needed to know: Do you? Do you draw on your championship experience with the Southwest Steers to help guide and lead your teammates? Oh man, that's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, uh, man, uh, that was I was young. It was all new to me. It was kind of cool though, you know, where it went in it in that little league, or whatever. And I was, <laughs> but uh, this is like a way different ballpark. <laughs> way different ballpark. I have to give a shout out to uh, I have to give a shout out for Je- to Justin Dunning and his yeah. his podcast. <laughs> so that little tidbit came up there, and yeah, I just I had had to know. <laughs> so because uh, Pee Wee football, I know it's another league where you are now. Well, you know that way, of course, but it's no joke in those uh, in the in the little league ranks. So things can get serious there too. Like six man and uh, <laughs> it was my team, man. I played with actually Derek Tucker. 
who uh, just transferred it. But um, yeah, man, uh, it's kind of cool here that you would talk about that. It's funny. <laughs> well, you've you've made some you know ama- amazing memories, you know amazing moments uh, here at A and M that uh, many many have gotten to see. Um, but kind of you know growing up and going to Cy- going to Cypress Springs. Um, do you have a, f- uh, a favorite game, a memory that maybe we as fans may not know mu- much about that you look back uh, on uh, fondly? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, my cousin had uh, passed away uh, my junior year. He uh, passed away with a seizure in the bed. Uh, he, he moved to my mother's house uh, from Louisiana. Um, it was his mom, um, her two daughters, and him. His name was Keith. Uh, he pretty much was like my best friend. Uh, he was my cousin, obviously, but we ended up getting real close that summer uh, before that, you know, following season. He ended up uh, passing away uh, during the season. Uh, I get that phone call, and I remember how sad I was, how uh, broken I was. And and I wouldn't even say completely broken because I put on Inky Johnson and Eric Thomas and just started doing push-ups. And I remember my dad coming in there, me crying, doing push-ups. And he's like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I told him, hey, you know, Keith died. And um, Keith told me, hey, you're going to be the best safety ever. That's what he told me. He told me that. I still remember that being in the kitchen. That's before I had my offers and everything else like that. He said, you're going to be the best. You're going to be the best. I just see the way you work. I see your demeanor. Yo, I see your passion. You're going to be the best. So he told me that, you know, I'm like, man, come on. Like, I I mean, I work hard and stuff, but they ain't like the best ever, like in the country. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's hard for me to see that, especially with no offers my junior year and stuff like that. But at the same time, I wasn't doubting it. I just like shook my head. And now him being gone and stuff like that, I had an op- option. Um, I got a phone call. And that phone call kind of gave me the option to go to his funeral or play in the game. And um, I just dug deep. Uh, I talked to God. I talked to him. And I was just like, okay, hey, like I, I want to go play in that football game and play for him. You know, missing his funeral is detrimental, but not going to that game and being the best safety in the world, like he said I would be detrimental. And I had my best game of my life uh, that game. I think I racked up uh, – Two forced fumbles. Um, I got an interception. I played really good. I think I had like 10, 12 tackles or something like that. Like, you know, it was like a big game because it was the same day at his uh, funeral. And I remember crying in the locker room after the game, not even like, you know, soaking it up in cheer, but I was just mm-hmm. like crying. I know like his energy, his spirit, his uh, soul had took a hold of me that whole game and uh, allowed me to, you know, do all those things that I accomplished. And then after that game, uh, good things start happening with the offers and stuff like that. So I mean, man, God, uh, God is amazing, and uh, just the energy of uh, you know passion and, and and all that stuff like that. And it just it just pushed me to a whole other level. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much the float of the boat with uh, with uh, my favorite game. I think I played in high school because it was um, so exciting, and uh, I think it's the best game of my life still to this day because it was it was like everything was just I just felt like something took a hold of me. I remember hear, hearing that story on Justin Dunning's uh, podcast. It was just incredible, incredible to hear. And I'm fa- I'm fascinated to know for a moment like that to be playing to be playing in that game. You know, surely, of course, it's such an emotional time and going through. Right. I, do you remember being in that moment and how it was kind of dealing with the emotions of what it, what what had happened to to Keith, but also kind of the focus and determination right. it takes, you know, to right. play your best in a football game. It so, yeah. It's practice because, like, every rep mattered. I was crying, like, during the reps. Mm-hmm. Like, not talking to nobody. I was just doing every rep hard as I possibly could. 
Um, and my players like just relax, like you good, like you know. And they know I lost my cousin. You know, my coaches knew it. And uh, I remember they called everybody up at practice, and I was just crying during like that. I couldn't even like hold it together. Like every time somebody said a word or anything, I was just like you know crying. I'm like a little baby, and I'm like, man, it's hard. It was hard. Like I, I took a lot of losses. Uh, me being 14, 15 years old, doing stuff I had no business doing. Um, but at the same time, I got in a better situation in my life, obviously. And, and that was a tough one, you know, because I was in, I was going to that junior year, you know, confident, worked really hard all summer. And uh, getting that phone call saying that my cousin, like, just passed away, uh, that was tough. And so, like, when we got in those games, like, I wasn't letting anything stop me from being successful in that game. Every rep, every play was mine. Um, I know what I was capable of, uh, even if the world didn't know. And I was ready to put put it all out there, you know, not just for my boy Keith, but like for the, my team and everybody else like that. Cause I was just like the world, I mean, life is too short. And uh, if you want something, you gotta go grab it. So the way I seen it was, he said, you're gonna be, I'm gonna be the best. And hey, today I'm gonna be the best. And tomorrow I'm gonna be the best. Every day I do, every time I do something, I'm gonna be the best, period, simple. It's not, it's not even gonna be something I'm gonna go back and forth with somebody on. I, I care less about somebody's opinion. I just want to be the best. Why? Because he said I was going to be, you know, I want to live through his word and, and, and also live through God's, you know, faith. And, and that's just really what it is. So like, for the most part, focusing that game was, 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 easy. it was easy. It was super easy. It was super easy. Cause it was like, I was only focused on that. That's only thing I could focus on, you know, during, during that season, was, was there a teammate or a coach that was really at your side during that time? You know, oh, help, man. Helping hold coach, you up? Coach Ron, Coach Scopia. Uh, Coach Ron uh, specifically, uh, he was a defensive uh, coordinator, and he, he pretty much like was like since I've been in high school, I was like a son to him. Uh, he just wanted me to just he knew I was a kid struggling from Missouri City, uh, trying to figure it out when I first came to high school, and uh, he knew I was talented, but he also knew like I'm very passionate, and it could go either left or it could go right, and he just made sure I, I stayed positive, I stayed in the right direction in the right light and uh, always uh, came to him when I had problems and stuff like that. So uh, he helped me tremendously uh, throughout high school and especially in that moment uh, of losing my cousin and stuff like that. But uh, man, I think what got me through it more than anything was just the spirit of my cousin. It, let me be honest, like being able to feel, um, feel his uh, touch and, 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 you know what I mean? Just being remembering all the conversations we had, like, that took a hold of me, man. I promise it did. And, and it wasn't even just about the game. It was more about playing for him and doing stuff for him. That was way more serious. So when I got on that field, people was playing just to play football. I was playing for my cousin. And um, it showed. <laughs> you mentioned so it was he that said you're gonna be the you're gonna be the best safety in the country. Do you remember yeah. that moment? Was it was that just kind of uninitiated? He just said said it to you, just kind of like a like a yeah, prophecy he, of he, sorts. Or were y'all speaking about how did that moment go down? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. So we were playing basketball that day. Um, but before that day, before that night, you know, of hooping, I went out there and I did BB drills in the hot sun. Like, and I came back like three hours later, four hours later. I just got done doing drills for three hours. Uh, I didn't know how to backpedal my freshman year, by the way. So I was like, I was going on YouTube trying to find different stuff to get better at. I didn't have specific trainer at the time uh, before, you know, Rose Simon, which is my trainer now. Uh, but like, that's, that's pretty much what I was doing every day of the summer, you know, trying to find a way to get better, put some cones down, just work on my break. I used to break, uh, I used to break a little funny, <laughs> I say, like, and, and the more I start doing it, the better I, you know, I got, I got at it. My legs got stronger as I went. 
just trying to learn different stuff to get better. Anyway, I do all that workout. Anyway, I come home, I come home and I remember him in the kitchen and he seen me, uh, well, my bad. I remember I was walking to the kitchen and then like, he just decided, I don't know what, where it came from. He, uh, was warming up some food and he just looked at me and he was like, like he got, you know, he from Louisiana. So he got that accent. He like, yo man, like, like you going to be the best. You're going to be the best. I, I see your, I see your work the way you work, man. I, I, he said, a lot of people don't got that. Like he said, you're going to be the best. And like, he said, you're going to be the best ever. Like you're going to be the best safety ever. He said, just believe that. Just know, I just know I believe in that. Like, I, like it just came out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? And so I remember that moment because that was his, uh, you know, his word to me, you know, to push me and, um, with him being gone, you know, catching the seizure in that bed and me not being there for him. That's what my mom was at. I was like, man, I could have been there. I was just there. You know, I was just there all summer. I was like at my mom's house. And obviously when it had, when the seizure happened, I was at my father's house uh, in Cyprus. So it just was a lot. It was a lot. And like, man, that, that situation, that moment was beautiful. I think uh, the fact that he put so much faith into me, like he, he like, like he looked me in my eyes and said, you're going to be the best. And he'll bet every dollar in his pocket that I was going to be the best. And, and, and for me to do everything I did, um, to this day is all thanks to him and God, honestly, you know what I mean? And, um, I think, um, what I'm starting to learn now being 22 years old, I put so much pressure on myself to be the best. I start idolizing myself more than I idolize, idolize God. And, um, idolize the game more than I idolize God. But at the end of the day, God is the reason why we play the game. God is the reason uh, for everything. And so when you got light, you want to shine your light on the Lord. You know what I mean? And so like, for the most part, that's where I'm at right now in my life. I've realized that uh, <laughs> it's literally nothing you can't do. If you just put your great faith on in the Lord and make a plan and apply it every stinking day until, you know what I mean? You get the accomplishments that you you, you so hardly deserve and if it don't come, then what? Shrug your shoulders, keep good faith and keep going. You know what I mean? I think failure is a part of life, honestly, you know? And um, so I'm just saying a whole bunch of bundle of motivation, just inspiration, just so other people, you know, who listening, like the world is really our library, I feel like. And um, I was a kid that couldn't backpedal. I was a kid who was supposed to be in jail. Teachers told me that I wasn't going to be nothing. Um, I had people told me I wasn't going to be nothing within high school. And then before you know it, I got 40 offers. I got scholarships to every school in the country. Um, and now I'm playing at Texas A&M University, winning, winning uh, bowl games. And, and this year, hopefully, uh, we won a championship, uh, you know, and, and that's, 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 that's right there. That, that, that right there is amazing accomplishments and amazing, amazing milestones. And so I'm, I just can't wait to see what God got in store for me. And not just me, but everybody else um, that's around me, because that's something. That's one one thing I'm, I've been focusing on more, not just myself, obviously, but like I got my little brother in town, trying to help him be a man. I got my girlfriend. We growing as a relationship. I got you know players that look up to me on our team that I, I just want to make sure like I'm there for. You know what I mean? And, and make sure they don't take the same you know false steps that I took. You know, and that's 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 what's important in life, I think. Um, and the more we wake up every single day with a why, with a purpose. And then you can't just have a dream. You got to have a plan for your dream. You know what I mean? And uh, it's been beautiful so far. It's been journey been amazing. That's incredible. I, I know some of you said, uh, you know, there's a temptation to kind of, to you know, to idolize self or to idolize the game, the game right. you play. And that's definitely understandable just being in your position with such like a big, big spotlight. I guess, how do you keep yourself in check of, of sorts or how do you kind of re recognize, Hey, I'm, 
I'm being a little too much, being too much on myself well, <laughs> right now, and not being. I'm down to honest, honest to everything. Like you, 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 you don't know it until you see people and the way people treat you. Honestly, like first off, people treat me great, right? But like it's times where we had a game my sophomore year and um, I'm dealing with injury and I'm dealing with all this different stuff, all these barrels. This is the time I was going to transfer. You know what I mean? And during that time, like the only thing I, the only person I cared about was myself. That's the truth. I think uh, if I dig deep into it, I can say, yeah, I cared about my team, but like no player on this earth care about their team if they just walk off the field. If they say, hey, I don't want to play. I don't, man, no, nah, this messed up. This, that, that, like that's not who I am at all. And so, like, when I talk about stuff like that, I'm serious about it. Like, it's really important that you invest in yourself every single day. I'm a young man. I'm not perfect, obviously, right? But, like, the main thing about life is all about, <laughs> it's all about people. It's all about people. It's all about your affection, your, your effect on people. I had the effect on my cousin Keith where he he wanted to do big things. Like, he was 19 years old. Uh, he had a little background that was going to, you know, prevent him doing certain things in his life. Um, but he wanted to go be a truck driver. And he was really passionate about it. He, he was telling me all the steps how he was going to do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, like I, he said, I, I motivated him to do, do that. Like I motivated him more to, you know, I could, you know, and show him, Hey, I could, I could actually do something with myself, you know? And uh, I think that's, that's what's important in life. Like um, it's easy to kind of like, I don't know. It's easy to kind of like wake up every day and not have a plan and just live. And it's an easy life. Right. But like the hard things, the uncomfortable things is what I'm more, like more in tuned with, like I talked to one of my teammates, you know, and uh, he he's uh from the hood, like he's from you know a different poverty area, you know what I mean, and uh, he said it's hard for me to be like proper, and 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 obviously obviously he can be intellectual and have a good conversation and you know enthusiastic in that conversation and show that love and that kindness and stuff like that, but he's like it's just hard for me to open my mouth and talk to. Him certain people I don't know and they're strangers. It's hard for me to talk to them. And I said, like, well, that's good you say that because, you know, that's a weakness that you have. And so now that you know that weakness that you have, find, make a plan and just apply that plan. So, for example, like, put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. That's the only way you thrive. Think about it. All these greats that we watch, you know what I mean, that we are uh, seeing with our own eyes. And it's people that we don't see all the time. They have weakness and they attack those weaknesses every day. Like, I had I had a hard time when things went bad on the field, like getting in my own head. You know what I mean? Like I need to be like, hey, next play. I need to stay positive within that failure. You see what I'm saying? And so like everybody have their own weaknesses. It's really just how you kind of like shoot at it. You know, honestly, I feel like that's 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 what it comes down to. And making yourself uncomfortable is really what it is. Like you gotta be in a like the only way we grow as people is if we put ourselves in an uncomfortable situation. I'm not saying put us in it, but being able to be in an uncomfortable situation until it become comfortable. And now, now you're naturally abnormal than that other person because he's not able to sustain that uncomfortability. And that's what makes you special. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. That's what it's kind of like coming to right now, like waking up every single morning, waking up every single morning, 530, going on the track. That's not easy. That's not something that you just say, hey, I'm going to go do. But like, hey, I got to get better. I, I know what I want in life. Uh, yeah, it's uncomfortable to wake up that early, go stretch in the middle of your, you know, your living room floor and go out there and go get water bottles and then go drive and go work out. And then after that workout, <laughs> after that workout, you got another workout that same day that's as intense. You know what I mean? Like, that's not easy. And then after that, 
you go back to the weight room and you do some extra work. And then you go to sleep and you do it over and over and over again until it hit Friday and you get a little down period. Then you back at it Monday. Like, man, that's not easy. It's uncomfortable. And so that's another thing I do that's uncomfortable. I do a lot of different things to try to keep myself bettering myself. You know what I mean? And um, I, I, you just get the results uh, from a mile away. And that's what I appreciate the most, you know. Was that something that always came nat- naturally to you as far as just kind of the pro- the process of being a, part- a player of your stature, you know, having to keep up with the competition of college football, let alone the, well, the SEC? Yeah, with all honesty, too, you got to understand, you come in as a freshman with all these people telling you great, telling you this, telling you that. Yeah, it could get to your head, honestly. It could get to your head and um, the game could humble you. I feel like uh, when I first got to a and I thought, man, I- I'm being in a great situation. I'm this, that, that. Well, it wasn't completely the greatest situation. Why? Jimbo just got there. Um, I'm sitting behind Donovan Wilson. You got to understand, every player on that team was trying to impress Jimbo Fisher. He just got there. So it wasn't like the, the culture wasn't all the way set yet, as I could say. And um, now that the culture is being set, it's a no-brainer for me. Like, it's easy for me now, you know? Like, uh, I think that's what it comes to. And I I was in the ringer of, you know, my class, I'm sorry, my class, uh, the 2018 class, wasn't that class that was like like Isaiah Spiller, Damani Richardson, um, what a nice man. Like, it wasn't it wasn't that big old class full of, full of guys that was, uh, you know, top-rated and, and right. stuff like that. My class was like night rated nineteen or twenty two or something like that. Like, and mm. I should have wanted, you know, I said, I said, I, I, I tell myself I should have went to Clemson. I should have went to Georgia. This is what I'm telling myself within a loss that we have. You know what I mean? That's like the regret in your heart, in your heart that you went somewhere, and that's what was eating me up freshman and sophomore year. Well, what I did was I dug deep and I looked in the mirror and I said, Hey, who fault is this? Is it your fault or is it his fault? And when you look in that mirror and you look at yourself, you're like, it's my fault at the end of the day. I got to go be a better man for this school. I, I committed to this school. I'm going to go hard for AM every single day of my life. And it's nobody else's fault when failure happens. It's mine. And when I took ownership for that, I went, we went 9-1. I led the team with interceptions. Uh, I made a lot of tackles. I, I made a lot of different plays. I was happy on the field. My whole life was happy. Um, I lived with a certain – I used to see where I'm coming from, like, you that's this the self-pity of everything and, and it's, it's, I threw it out the window. I just pretty much said, Hey, I gotta be better. I gotta be better. That's, that's what it comes down to. There's a lot of competition. These guys are talented. Jalen Waddle, I wanted him to come to AM. He went to Bama. Uh Kristen Harris, I wanted him to come to AM. He uh was gonna come to AM and he went to Bama. Like, like that stuff wasn't wasn't easy because I know what it takes. I know we gotta get certain guys here so we could be as successful as we gotta be. But at the end of the day, like it's a versus the world. <laughs> so, like, I said, I was going to transfer and I was going to leave. I was miserable, blaming everybody else. Then I was like, hey, like, have you ever been a quitter in your life, ever? So why start today? And so pretty much I just made a plan in place and said, hey, like, we're going to be the best. I'm going to invest in myself. I'm going to invest in this team way more than I ever had. Even if it's uncomfortable, I'm going to do it. I don't care. And once I did that, that's when successful things start happening. I feel like on my end, on the team's end, uh, and I'm just trying to play that role where you can always come to me and ask me something. And I can help you as a, as an older player. Uh, that's where I'm at right now. And uh, I'm so happy with the future that I got for myself. But honestly, I can care less. I'm more focused on how can I be a better man today? How can I better my teammate today? You know what I mean? Um, the competition is always going to be the competition. How can you work? I, I work the competition. It's not going to be skill. It's not going to be talent. It's going to be knowledge. You see what I'm saying? Like, you got to learn. Like, that's what I learned now over time. Like, I got, if I know the playbook, I got to step ahead on him. I know if uh, 
I've been working on plyometrics and stuff like that. If I'm able to make this cut faster, he can make this cut. Even if he make that cut before me, I can react fast enough to get to him. Like, I learn different stuff and different things uh, every day. And uh, and when you apply that over and over and over again, and you're doing it excessively, trying to make sure nobody ever, ever get a chance to catch up to you with the knowledge that you have and the work ethic that you have. Like, oh, oh man, my work ethic is crazy, so I know that. But, like, it, it comes down to the point where it's like, okay, I get it now. I get it. I, I actually built the knowledge to kind of get where I got to go and how to do this stuff. So, I mean, like, man, that's the best part about being experienced, being a veteran, I think, because you get knocked down. I've been knocked down so many times to the point where it's like, I'm numb to it. Like, dude, I'm I, I'm a king. Every king get knocked down. Every, you know what I mean? And failure mm-hmm. is the most beautiful thing in the world because look where I'm at right now. You know, what if I would have transferred and went somewhere else? Mm-hmm. What if? Honestly, like, we don't know that what the outcome would have been and would you have been happy there? No. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy where I'm at. I love where I'm at. I wouldn't pick any other school than Texas A&M University. It's the most, uh, it, it, made me, it made me a man immediately. Uh, so I'm so excited just about this season. But for the most part, I'm so excited where I'm in, in life as a man. Like, it's nothing that can stop me, honestly. It's nothing that can stop me. Uh, with all good faith in God, I just want to keep helping these young guys on this team grow, uh, find answers. Uh, I obviously can't do everything, obviously, but I, if I could be there, I want to be there. And so that's my main thing. Like, how can I be better for them? How can I be better for me, uh, for my family and stuff like that? You mentioned uh, you mentioned your tw- class of 2018 class. Yeah. And I've always, I've, I've had a, I've had an appreciation both for that, that recruiting class. And then even the class of uh, Kelamond those <laughs> before him, just because of the transition he, um, that all of you had to go through, you know, with Kella and it was being with uh, Co- coach someone one year and then having the transfer uh, transition into a whole new system. And then for a, you know, and for you and the, the 2018 class, you're you're committing to one to one staff and then you have this this big big change i believe for you it was the summer 2017 where you where you committed yeah do you remember that experience uh, especially just because you you have that summer and then um aggie fans are not going to be happy with me bringing up this game but <laughs> um you have that opening ucla game which is you know that right. just created this uproar you know and then right after that and really for the rest of the season there's just there's this rumor yeah, in the window. Don't know how, we don't know what yeah. coach here. Yeah. Um, do you do you remember from your yeah, do you remember you, from your perspective, what was that like kind of seeing that spec speculation and kind of your decision making yeah. process of what what you were gonna do? Yeah, I was just like, Well, we don't know what coach's gonna be here. So I don't see where's the stability, you know, and the foundation that was completely set. I love the AM. That's all that's all I knew. I love the AM and uh, I wasn't gonna give up on them. As a recruit, I just wanted to see what moves, you know, um, they were going to make within within the coaches and stuff like that. <laughs> That's where I was at. I was more on like, okay, let me take a step back and see what's going on. You know, they they lost the UCLA game. I can remember it like it was like yesterday, sitting in the living room, bragging on Twitter about the game. And then before you know it, I deleted tweets because I was like, bro, it's that bad. Like, they got <laughs> bad and like, you know, you know what I mean? So it was embarrassing. But at the same time, it's like, growing pains of being you know you know being what we are today so for the most part like Jimbo coming was huge you know what I mean I think uh, everybody was excited but at the same time I never got an offer from Jimbo you know I didn't get an offer from uh, Jimbo out of Florida State you know what I'm saying so that was hard for me I was like and I you know you don't want to take things personal as a recruit but it's it is what it is like you a kid you know he ain't offer me but I got like Dabo Sweeney drooling over me right now who you gonna go to you know what I'm saying like that's 
that's where my mind was at. And like, so I said, I'm going to check out Clemson, Georgia, and Oklahoma. And uh, they're going to have, and AM going to have to re recruit me again. And uh, that's pretty much where I was at. Uh, obviously, I'm at AM right now. So you can see how that went. Um, I just let Elko, Elko uh, take, take the wheel, really. Uh, he being a defensive coordinator and a safeties coach. Me being on a prominent team like AM or seeing us being real prominent, uh, I just had that vision. Uh, it took it, it took a vision, obviously, for all these guys in that locker room. But uh, you can tell, matter of fact, you can ask all them guys in that locker room that after my class, I knew it was, I knew work, work wasn't done. I was recruiting like no other. I was like hitting up these guys, texting these guys uh, on Twitter, obviously, uh, you know, inspiring these guys to see the same vision I have. Like uh, man, that getting Marvin here, getting Ken Green here, and seeing them right now being all Americans and like potential first round picks and stuff like that. Like it just goes to show you, you can go anywhere in the country and change your entire life for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Cause like you know where AM was, you believe in something like they believe in AM, like we all believe in AM. They look what we're doing, honestly. Nine and one, we got guys who are gonna go to get opportunity in the NFL, gonna change their family life forever. It's the same exact thing that you could do at Bama. I don't see why uh, you commit to that school. And go be a third string. When you come up here and be a first string, second string, and and really actually, you know, be that guy here and help us win games. So, I think the hype of our of this generation is interesting too. How this stuff works because like everybody want to go where the hype is at. I think that's the best decision. That's not the best decision. I think the best decision is you actually seeing yourself in the environment. We got everything you need at A and M. I think you know that already. Yeah, we like top in the country with education. We talk about money. Yeah, we like top in the country with money. We talk about the area. Like, we like right by Houston, right by uh, Austin, right by San Antonio, right by everything. I don't under, I don't get it. And then if you and if you just not really trying to go travel too far out, like man, they got everything you need here. They got beautiful restaurants. Um, they got amazing people. Um, I, the, the, I already seen. If you want to talk about football, okay, Cal Field, one hundred and five thousand people drool over you on game day. They screaming, they cheering on you. They 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 going for you. Like you know what I mean, like. It's the most beautiful stadium, cleanest stadium in the state, like in, in, in America. You go to Bama and your mom want to use the restroom. It stinks and it's nasty. You go to Cal Field, your mom want to use the restroom. And it's, 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 it's beautiful. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the toilet flush for you. Like, you know what I'm <laughs> I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I think a lot of these kids' uh, perspective of how this thing goes in college is uh, interesting. I, I never had that. You know, I played for three and seven in high school, ended up getting offers. I could have went to Katie, who won state, and and probably go through the same route. But at the end of the day, like I still got what I got out of it. You see what I'm saying? So like, mm-hmm. ba- your success is really based off of you anyway. Uh, I think everybody gets so caught up in like, oh, what's the right coach you have? Well, yeah, your coach gonna play a big part. Don't get me wrong, but like, man, it's even it's way more than you think is invested into this. You know what I'm saying? So it's all on you. Honestly, it's about what you could do for the school, not what the school could do for you. Because at the end of the day. All these schools are amazing. You know what I mean? Uh, you get a chance to go to college, go practice every single day. Like, you got all the resources. So everything's really on, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, but it's just, it's just a fact. Texas A&M is the best, best place to go. So you heard it Leo yeah. Neal Jr. here. <laughs> here um, yeah, there's really – there's no argument against it. It's full It's foolproof. You've always been uh, vocal and just uh, unhesitant to uh, to hype A&M and, uh, yeah. and then on social media to – Try to basically try to recruit player uh, players, and you read. And I've I've been noticing that right now. I believe uh, there's a current commit right now, uh, Bobby Taylor, 
I believe. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, and he's been one of the most vocal guys I'm trying to bring uh, people to A&M. Is that something, um, both for, uh, both from your time being recruited to now, is that a new expectation that the coaching staff has, you know, once you say like, Hey, I'm going to come here. Is it like, okay, like we need your help to bring these kids in or is that just uh, all on your own? Literally just a culture. I'm, I'm being honest with you. Like when you got, when you got a feeling like that in your heart, like you really believe in something, like think about it. Like, and it's, you talk about religious, religious people, right? Like when they believe in something, they want to spread that belief, right? Well, we believe when you, we believe in A&M. <laughs> and so we just spreading our belief uh, and showing you our, our, our vision. And, um, and we can all really have it together, honestly. You know what I'm saying? And it's funny because when people come here, they see everything we see. And sometimes they kind of like get, you know, out of that element of what they seen and, and get pushed somewhere else for mm-hmm. some odd and they didn't regret it in the long run, honestly. If you want to be honest, that's why you see so many kids like wishing that, you know, in the transfer portal right now. Some kids that's in the transfer portal that wants to be at AM. And you know, we could help them be a better man, honestly. You know what I'm saying? It's not just about the football game, it's about bonding with brothers, bro. I never had a set of brothers like like this in my life. Like in my life. I know in some schools that, you know, players come in the locker room and leave out easy. They don't talk to each other. They don't really, they just play football. Man, we always around each other all the time. Like we always like bonding. That's what we built though. That's what we built here. You know what I mean? And um, I couldn't say it was like that when something was here and it wasn't like Jimbo built that either. It was really us. Like we, we love each other, man. We love, we love one another. We always trying to get better. We all ambitious. I think it's, it's beautiful, man. It's like, we just want another kid. We see a kid here recruit. He come visit. He like, man, I love it here, man. Y'all, y'all are so tight. Everybody's so cool. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's just what it comes down to. And then you got the great school. Come on, man. I, I don't see why I'm not picking AM really at this point. If I was a recruit right now, I'd be drilling over AM. I'd be like, I'm going to AM. There's no question. It's not even like a doubt in my mind. Like, come on, man. Going into your se- going into your senior year. Um, I'm sure there's expectation, you know, and you are you've already said it earlier, just about being a leader and help uh, bringing up um the underclassmen. Do you remember your own freshman year coming, you know, coming in uh, as, as yeah. a commit freshman year? Just kind of what, uh, what was that like uh, develop, developing, you know, was it the players well, it was kind of coming in? It was, sounds harder than they got it now. Um, I feel like I had the hardest class to de- develop under Jimbo because we were, uh, I want to say, I, I kind of want to say a forgotten class almost. You know what I mean? Like, think about who we got that's still on a team and who's not on a team, right? So we got like Caleb Chapman. We got me, we got Luke Matthews, we got Max Wright, we got Seth Small, we got Jalen Preston. But, like, besides those guys, who else on that 2018 class is still on his team? Yeah. You had a few just leave, you know, Bob with Bobby Taylor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, uh, was, Buddy, was Buddy Johnson in that class, or was he the class before? Nah, before. Okay, yeah. it was class before. Okay. Yeah. So, um, that's, yeah, that's so, go ahead. That's it. Yeah, no, it's good. I was saying it's interesting. I was just thinking about it in my head, like, wow, like we had Corbin, Jay Sean Corbin, but now he had FSU. Like, and I'm not saying Jimbo washed this out or anything like that, but I'm saying the sense of like, it was hard. It was a lot easy. We came into a new system and like we young, and we trying to figure it out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it just was hard, man. It was hard. I sat behind Donovan Wilson, uh, but I think that was my bright spot early in my career where I had Donovan Wilson. I had that avenue of experience, five-year starter. I mean, five-year guy where he he got experience. He played with everybody, Justin Evans, Amari Watts. He's starting for the Dallas Cowboys now. It shows exactly why I wasn't on the field much my freshman year. Um, and when I got an opportunity to go start, 
I ate it up and 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 really honestly, like without him, I wouldn't have played so well in that game. You know what I mean? And then you go to my sophomore year and not having that leadership, you know, in that safety area, in that position group, in a position room like that, everybody was just trying to like, you know, itch for their spot or just, you know, it was different. It was really, really different. But now it feel like how it was my freshman year where I got that. We all like brothers, we more close. Um, the older, the younger guys got the big brother, Leon, the big brother, Damani, the big brother, KC, like, you know what I mean? And, and they in the best predicament because like when we leave the school, we left it better and we found it. And now they can leave it better when they found, when, you know I mean? Then they found it, you know, and, and, and they leave it better than what they found it right now. It'd be a national championship every year. So I mean, uh, that's the cool part. Uh, but, uh, that's pretty much the spiel, man. So I played safety my freshman year of high school, so I know exactly what you're talking about. But there's other people in our audience that are not as familiar with the game as us yeah. professionals here. So uh, uh, all, kid- all kidding aside, uh, what has been uh, from from an on f- from an on field perspective? What's been the biggest adjustment since your time at Cypress Springs versus now being being in the college game as as much as like what you have to process on on the field and what you're responsible for. Yeah, well, everything's faster, uh, faster pace. Um and the tempo of the game. I mean, uh that's really what it comes down to. And obviously you got top notch athletes. So the moment you uh don't focus on your fundamentals, you you know it once you mess up. Like uh near foot, near shoulder, right? Just something basic, right? We told uh for those who don't know, near foot and near shoulder is when you come up on a tackle. So if I'm on a, if I'm on your right, if I'm on the right side, right, near foot and near shoulder, I need to go left, like near leg, near shoulder, left leg, whatever. Like it's just little stuff, right? Like this is tackling, pretty much. You get to a guy, you tackle somebody. It's easy in high school. You get in this game, you got to run full speed. You got to decelerate just enough, and then explode through their legs or I'm out bad, explode through their uh their waist side. So like. That right there at itself, trying to tackle somebody at 220, runs a 4-4, big diesel dudes like in the SEC, <laughs> like that's not easy, right? But then you also got to hit the right hole when somebody make a certain movement. Like, and that's, that's football, right? But like, it's so much faster. It's so much faster. And then before you know it, they're going to play action. You're, if you're a post player, you better not be standing in the backfield because guess what? You got a skinny post running right on top of your head. And so like, that's, that's the difference. You know what I mean? And the guy that's running a skinny post, he probably played on the ran on the track team and he run a 428. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know. Like, and so that's why it's all it's a scouting report. It's a deep, real, real, real deep, important scouting report. It's little things in that game that can get you the advantage. There's little things in that game that could really hurt you if you don't have the advantage. So it's like, how do I get the advantage? Having defensive coordinator like Elko makes it way easier, way easier, way simpler. It makes the checks easier, makes the game slower. Um, and then you play fast, honestly. You know what I'm saying? I feel like my freshman year, even my sophomore year, I was still trying to adjust to the game speed. You know, um, that's just probably because I was dealing with injury, obviously, my sophomore year. But uh, my junior year, obviously, you've seen that season. I came along easy. It was just smooth. It was it was, it was everything I was, I was hoping it would be. And uh, can't wait to do more this year, honestly. But for the most part, man, like the game slows down tremendously it's almost feeling like it's candy from a baby at this point because like the game has really slowed down i understand what's going on so uh what uh getting to watch uh 
your your highlight film. Uh, you're you're definitely someone who's uh, not not afraid to attack attack the ball, not afraid to to lay a lick on on someone. So and uh, just kind of in your position, um, sometimes you are kind of that that last man. And I um, I'm blanking on like on specific moments, you know. But there's moments where a running back may break through the line, and you're kind of the last. Uh, defense on like between them and a, and a yeah. touchdown. Are there players from your career, maybe even on, uh, on A&M itself that if you've seen them break through and you're the last man, you're like, maybe not like, Oh no, I'm, I have to take this guy on, but maybe it's like, Oh, this is, this is going to be tough here yeah. to take, uh, take this guy down, whether that be like having to hit him or rather, or trying to keep, keep up uh, with their movement. Like, so you got three players, uh, you got Isaiah Spiller, <laughs> Got Anaya Smith, and you got Devon Chain. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's all. I ain't too much after that. I mean, like, so Zay is um, I'm I'm getting Zay down a little bit more because I, you know, I've been going against Zay since the three, almost three years now. But like Anaya is um, Anaya to catch the ball out the backfield and have space, and he is so quick, so fast. Like I said, that near hip, near shoulder matters more than anything at that time because if you try to lay a lick on him. You come full speed and just lunge your lunge your body, you're gonna hit air. Mm-hmm. You're gonna hit air. Okay. And if you do touch him, he's not gonna fall. Wow. He gotta go. <laughs> I mean, like I say, a night is the most tough uh, guy in open space, and and you got to be that last guy. That's probably the most fearful. You know, you're like, okay, I have to be on my A game with him because he's a jitterbug. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think uh, Zay also pretty good, and the chain he's speedy. So the moment you take the wrong angle, he's gone. He's going so yeah. it's, they both got their own ways yeah. of uh, you know giving you uh, your, that's why I think I probably tackle so well in open space honestly because like, I always get them opportunities at practice every day so yeah <laughs> yeah you're you're face you're facing the best each day yeah. so yeah that's probably the best the best teacher of all uh, Jim uh, Coach Jimbo Fisher he was asked about the process and I feel like that's just kind of a word that's just like a word in today's game that's always thrown uh, thrown around um, and it was asked him and he. He mentioned just uh, you know when it com- when it comes to that the process of how to play the game. He said to not uh, he said to not worry about the outcome and to trust each other and doing things right, uh, right each day. I wanted to ask you what that what that means um, for for you uh, just because um, it's great because us as fans we're always worried about the outcome, <laughs> outcome right. and stuff. But we're we're emo- we're emotional. We're we're all we're all over yeah. the place. Uh, so I. I so it's hard for me to imagine just as a, as a player, um, just with the swing, the swings of the games, the, that do happen. What is the key to kind of remain, remaining poised, me, you know, maybe even in a game, you know, even with a game like Florida last year um, yeah. where the team's down 11, but to still kind of keep a level head and to do things like uh, to focus on the next yeah. player, the next, the next. Yeah, see, I, that game, man, I, that was like the worst game I had all season uh, by far. Gave up some plays against us, some top talent, um, and it's really because the focus level of the attention to detail and stuff wasn't there all the way within the whole defense, honestly. And um, we all kind of got together, we talked about it, and we fixed it, and we said, "Hey, this will never happen again. It won't. We got to be tighter on everything we're doing, uh, me included." And and Buddy, you know, spoke his part, and we just pretty much said, "Hey, like we so focused on a game day, we're not going hard enough during the week." That's really what it come down to, because like, there's no way somebody scored that much on us. We're not focused enough. We're not focusing. And the thing is, we can run it right at practice. We can run it right at practice. But when they get in the game, we either freeze up or we don't think, we don't trust what we see 
and we don't react to it on time. And then it's, it's, it's bad. It's bad from there. So it's gotta be a happy medium. And we start having extra meetings and stuff like that. And, um, we fixed that problem, obviously. Um, but that was the biggest part. Like we was able to adjust to the negative and, and pretty much, like I said, the process, trust the process of it, right? Like, okay, failure hit, right? Mm-hmm. Beat them, we beat them. But as a defense, that was failure, <laughs> straight up. Okay, mm-hmm. failure hit, what now? All right, well, let's set meetings every Thursday uh, after what we call one reel when we come in there and we pretty much have like a test with the coaches and stuff like that. But after one reel, let's come and have our own little you know, bondage with corners, safeties, linebackers, the whole defense, right? The whole back seven. Let's get this right so our pass coverage could be 20 times better, 20, 20 times tighter. So we can actually play fast, you know? Like, that's what we was doing this then and that. And it helped us a lot. It pushed us uh, going forward and stuff like that. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, man, Jimbo Jimbo preaching the right stuff, man. And that that's what I met with my career. Like, I people talk about the NFL so much right now with me and so much with some of these players. And I'm like, Dude, like, I care less right now about it, honestly. And that's why I came back. I'm like, man, I, I really want to be a college player, and I really want to handle this college life, period. That's all I care about. That's all I want to be involved in right now. The NFL will come when it comes, uh, and I'm going to be ready when it's time to be ready. But the only way you get ready for that stuff right now, this is how you get better. So how do we get better today? 24 hours, right? This even, like, say, this is even for you, right? For example, like, you wake up, right? You got 24 hours in a day. This is how much football mm-hmm. court life right you got 24 hours in a day you obviously got a job you got stuff you got to do right you got but you got it you got it in a plan you know what time you got to go to work you know what time you know but you know also know like what time you got that free time okay what do you do with your free time right you got to keep a level head what do you do to keep a level head like stuff like that right so that's same stuff with us like man we got a, a unbelievable schedule you know it's obviously a little bit more strict than yours right but like <laughs> It's a day by day thing, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, if you if you look ahead, if I look ahead to that game Saturday, how the hell I'm gonna practice today? Mm-hmm. You know, how the hell am I gonna work out today? Like, it's it's not something that I'm interested in, you know. And so that's why I told you when we first got the call, like, it's like whatever to me, because at the end of the day, like, if I'm not getting better today, I will never be ready for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's just that's just really what I feel like. Uh, and I've been doing a great job living by that. It's been my uh, like about to be my 13th week. Of just straight grinding, um, running, doing hills, uh, weight room, you know, and um, being positive. Honestly, you know, that's another thing I coach myself on all the time. Like, stay positive even when things get negative. It could be the most negative thing. Like, your know, tire go flat in the rain. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you probably plan to get mad, but like, in all all seriousness, I'm going to get out that car. I'm going to have a smile on my face. I'm going to call triple A or whatever, or I'm going to try to fix the tire myself, and we're going to keep on moving. And the mm-hmm. day. Moving and I'm gonna stay positive within it. Nothing's gonna ever, you know, derail my energy. And that's my biggest thing. And so, like you talk about that Florida game, I had got some flags that game. I caught an interception that game. They called my interception back. Right after that, I got a personal uh, penalty. Uh, then after that, they threw a touchdown on me. You know what I'm saying? So like, that was another woosa moment. Like, I could <laughs> my, my shit right there. I was so pissed, but. <laughs> Like, get over yourself, bro. It's all right. Everybody make mistakes. Uh, it just wasn't the best day today. Let's get better tomorrow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what you got to have as an athlete and as a person in general. And um, that's how you grow. You see what I'm saying? Like, all, all the greats had their bad days. You know what I'm saying? You still got that window to be great. Keep working. Keep grinding. You're only 22 years old. You know what I mean? That's what I tell myself. Like, you young. I tell my teammates, you young, man. You got, you got so many times to fail. 
just just fail hard, fail often, because guess what? Before you know it, that failure is going to turn to success before you know it. So just keep failing. It's okay. Just be able to, don't be fearful to fail. You know what I'm saying? So Jimbo talked like that all the time. And like, I never really understood what that meant until now, you know, and um, us being where we are right now, winning the Orange Bowl, kind of getting more on the, you know, the national scene. We hungry for the respect because we deserve the respect. And uh, we, we know it's going to come. We just got to keep working. So. I love that mentality to not be afraid to fail. Um, yeah. Do you remember when that clicked for you to, you know, to kind of to play to play fearless, even if a mistake yeah. mistake is made? Especially like my sophomore year, I got a little taste of it. Georgia game going against DeAndre Swift and stuff like that. And I was just like, I'm ready to die on this field. I don't care. I'm ready to die on this field. I've been having a hard year all year. Uh, my teammates, we've been trying to fight it through, like, eight and five, how we finish the season. You know, like, right. dude, at this, like nothing's matter. It just matter. I'm playing hard and finishing strong. So that was the first dose. But then I hit. I remember hitting that summer, and I was still in the little depression mode, and that's why I was in the transfer and stuff like that. And like I told you, I looked in that mirror, and I said, hey, Leon, you have to take ownership for your life. That's it. Take ownership for your life. Stop blaming everybody else for your problems. I don't care if it's, I don't care if it's not even your fault. Like somebody could have did something better. I don't care. It's all on you. And when I did that, that's when things changed. You know what I mean? That's when stuff like start coming into effect for me. And it wasn't just remind you, we're this is COVID time, so we're not on the field. Mm-hmm. We got guys at home, right? I want to outwork all those guys at home. Bama had guys at home. Auburn had guys at home. Tennessee, all these schools had guys at home, right? I want to outwork these guys right now. Like, right now. So what do I do to outwork them? All right, Ben, go look at some of the criticism you get, Leon. They call you slow nil. They say you're not fast. Okay, cool. Let's talk. Let's note that down. You need to get faster. What do you do to get faster? You get on that track every day. All right, bet. That's one, right? What's another thing? Okay, I got to work on my deceleration. I got to get better at decelerating on the point of attack. All right, bet. What does that? Your legs. You got to get stronger legs. So let's get in the weight room more, right? Endurance. The track helps that. Okay, now you got all the physicals, right? You got all the physical stuff down, right? You're doing DB drills. You're on a track. You're doing all this stuff, right? So you got that part down. You're feeling good on that. But what's missing? All right, how am I living off the field? How am I living off the field? Am I respectful to my girlfriend? Am I respectful to the people I talk to? Am I um, doing all the right things as a person? And that's what, over 17 weeks, you do that. And before you know it, everybody telling you they see the difference when you get back to school. That's what got it for me. Like, everybody telling me, like, Leon, oh, my God, bro, I never, like, some of these guys think I'm crazy. I go in there two hours early before practice, do my little routine, you know, stretching. I'm always there working, you know, but, like, it's really something I enjoy doing. It's not something I'm trying to show off doing. It's really genuinely me. It's authentic. You know what I mean? And uh, mm-hmm. I like it here. That's what I do. And like now it's been, like I said, 13 weeks of this, but now I'm putting more emphasis on being uncomfortable, more emphasis on knowledge and how to, you know, run a 40, how to work a shuttle. Like, you know, at the end of the day, I got to go to the draft eventually. I got to get ready for that, you know? So I'm doing all that stuff, putting all my um, hands in one pot. But at the same time, it's a day at a time. And every day I'm growing. And, you know, I honestly believe we are seeds. And if we don't flower, I mean, if you don't water that, that you know, that seed, then you don't become that flower that you, you're supposed to be, or you're going to just die out before you even fully blossom, you know? So that's that's uh, that's pretty much the, the course Leon O'Neill's little resume of just trying to get better and grow, you know, and it's been beautiful. I, I, if anybody go through this, 
I could tell him like straight up, man, failure is beautiful because like that's what got me here. If I was at Clemson going through all that success and stuff like that, I would have got complacent. So God put me here for a reason to, you know, reach my max, you know, reach, reach, reach my um, full potential, honestly, as a person. And uh, I feel like I'm doing that every single day. And uh, that's why I'm excited. That's why I'm happy. That's why I'm in a good mood every day. And I don't think it's ever going to stop. It won't stop. You know what I'm saying? Especially if I'm living through God and stuff like that. You know, I'm, that's another step I took this year about who I'm mm-hmm. idolizing. Mm-hmm. You know, with that. So, I mean, so everything's been good for me, honestly, this whole time. And I, I love that mentality and just it's inspiring to hear just how you persevered and you mentioned kind of the, the ups and downs, you know, struggling through injuries and the sophomore junior. And he, and he mentioned, uh, you know, there was a time where you entered into the transfer portal and it was mm-hmm. fascinating at the time because I, I feel like you were one of the first to do that, but then to, to still stay um, yeah. at university. Uh, yeah. At least from my perspective, I feel like when I saw that news, it was like, okay, that person's, that person's gone or going. And then it would be a matter of weeks before, you know, they're committed, committed elsewhere. Um, when something like that happened, you know, from my view, I'm thinking like, okay, they said it. <laughs> my, my head goes like, I guess they're on their own now and they're trying to figure, figure it out. I guess when you're in, in that, um, in that situation where you've, you know, you've announced like it, this is my intention. Is there still, is it still kind of like business as usual as far as kind of, you know, training or working with the co- the coaches or are you, are you on your own kind of doing something like that? Is there communication? You know, how was that, uh, that when probably, you're in that state and then kind of decide and stay? I was really quiet at the time. I just didn't want to talk to nobody. Uh, I was obviously hurt. I remember crying uh, to my trainer, um, just like hurt. I was just like, man, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. You know, uh, love the game of football. Want to stay around the game. Want to play the game. Just it was tough. It was like I'm starting here, but at the same time, like I'm not happy. I, and I, I think I, I had enough of not being happy. And uh, I was putting all my trying to like make people dictate my happiness too much. And that's what that whole situation was. It wasn't me taking ownership of my actions. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't make it easier for you know easy for the coaches either. Like when I was going through that injury and stuff like that, I would blame a lot of that stuff was on on them. You know what I mean? And uh. At that point, it was just like, I don't know, man. It was just a weird situation, honestly, you know, all the way around. But uh, it shaped me to be this guy I am right now. And, like, it's, it's something I don't regret. You know what I mean? Why? Because I had to hit that rocky road so I could get on that straight path and uh, see the sunshine and see all the rainbows and stuff like that, man. So where I'm at right now is beautiful. I just feel like that situation um, – I could have, I honestly could have handled better too. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like uh, I'm a kid, man, trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? And uh, that's about all I could give to you with that situation. Yeah. And I, and I'm glad, I'm glad you said that. Um, because yeah, we're, you're still in a stage where you're, you're, you're growing, still learning a lot of things, you know, but you're um, there, the era college football, it's right there kind of, expectations of the NFL where people, you know, people just want nothing, but, you know, if anything goes wrong, it's the, the sky, the sky is falling and, um, and all that. And some of that's from your own fan base. Um, yeah. how, how, um, how are you able to ha- handle that? Just, uh, cause sometimes, uh, kind of with the ups and downs that a season, you probably yeah. hear it from, you know, tech sags and what, <laughs> what people thinking that just the worst, the worst is, uh, happening. Uh, what have you kind of, kind of learned, you know, just as you're learning and develop, you know, both in your position and both, you know, just in life itself, be a, you kind of have, you know, you have these 
really high expectations and just people who think, you know, the world, you know, the world of y'all think that uh, everything should be perfect on, on the AM football field. So how is I mean, that kind of na- to navigate? When it comes down to it and judgment, only person that matters that judge you is, is God. You know, um, that's it. So, I mean, that's where I had to like take a step back and was like, okay, you want to transfer stuff. Like, only thing that matter right now is God. Like, I need to figure out what I need to do, how I'm going to do it, who I need to talk to. You know what I mean? Uh, and the other thing is, leave a good taste if I do leave. You know, like, I can't sit here and leave the school and leave a bad taste. And, and, and like, I, I'm, I'm an Aggie. I came here, I committed here, and it didn't work out. So I'm trying to leave. And, like, you know, even with Blades leaving, that was the same stuff I talked to him about. Like, hey, you. Like you need to go somewhere else. You mean dealing with injuries. Uh, you and coach is not on the best terms. Whatever it is, like I'm here for you. Just make sure when you leave, you leave you know a place better than you found it. You know what I mean. And so that's what it is. It's all about good grace with the people you was with and uh, being the good connection and stuff like that. And always be positive. Whether they feeling salty or they mad about it, at least you know you stayed on a firm head and stayed, did everything right and stuff like that. So that's one thing. But now me coming back was different, right? So I came back, and when I came back, it was like. I can't come back the same Leon. I can't. I can't come back the same Leon. I have to change something, and it got to be a dramatic, like dramatic change in everything, you know. Because I think me being, and it's really just come down to the point of me being selfish. You want to be honest? That's selfish. You can't. You can't uh, idolize yourself and expect to play on eleven man. I mean, you know, play with eleven people. You can't because you're not gonna do everything. You ain't gonna do everything right. right. You know what I mean? You're gonna be so mm-hmm. focused on trying to make play that you don't make the right check. You know what I mean? Right. So all that stuff play a part. You know, you see it a lot in these NFL careers too. Like everybody trying to be that guy and stuff, but that's a little different world because they got money being involved, but not an NIL situation. So I don't know, you know, but for the most part, it's still a game. You know, it's still a game. It's played to it. And the only objective is to win, you know? So uh, that's really what I want to be part of. I want to make sure we win. That's it. So I want to do everything we can to make sure we win. And when we don't win, I want to do everything we can to make sure we don't ever lose again. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's the role I'm playing right now. And, um, Honestly, it's, it's been beautiful, this whole journey and this whole process. I just be happy where I'm at. And honestly, I don't know. I said, I think I said, I said a lot so far. I mean, it's just kind of interesting how all this stuff kind of play a part, you know, in life. It's been beautiful. And honestly, like, I haven't seen anything like this in my life. So I'm so right. grateful to be like, in this uh, environment. Yeah, but it's an exciting time in, co- in College Station. And uh, you mentioned this, you know, the off season's just as important as uh, as the season itself, just with the work that you put put in and just ded- dedication. So off the football field, you know, just with the amount of work that is required of you, you know, to uh, to keep up and to excel um, at the game. What do you? Uh, what are things that you do to uh, you know decompress? You know, once practice is over or the game game's over, what uh, what does Leon O'Neill Jr. enjoy doing to kind of settle down or at least you know? Turn the brain yeah. off for be around my family. Honestly, to be around my family, I do want to be around my people. You know, my mom be in town, or my little brother be in town, or my team, or just hanging with my teammates and we doing something else as a team bonding. But that's probably what I'd be more interested in. I wouldn't even say the game no more because I don't play the game often. I mean, I play like competitively against my little bro and stuff like that. We have fun with that. But like besides that, like I, I'm more focused on like you know chilling with my girlfriend. What we gonna go eat? You know, just gonna be a person, gonna be a normal person again. Just go, you know, like get away from the football world a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, in College Station, where uh, where are the top top restaurants you like to venture to? Oh man, uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of them. I like the Republic. Republic is real fancy. Um, I like Mess. 
Mess is awesome. It's a breakfast spot off of Texas Avenue. It's by um the movie theater over there. Oh, yeah. Mess. That's is, new. That's new. I've, it's been a while since I've been back. And that's a that's that's a new place. The name of the place is Another Broken Egg Cafe. Cause I love breakfast. Mm-hmm. But man, it's really good when there's not a lot of people in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not a lot of people in there. They they serve it way better. But man, the food is really good. So that that's uh probably the top three for me. Um as of right now, I believe. Oh, my bad, fish daddies. I like fish daddies as well. So, right. yeah, so that's pretty much my top four, actually. So very nice, very nice. You mentioned the new uh NIL rules, the name, image, and and likeness. Um mm-hmm. For college football fans, that uh, that means that there's a possibility that the great NCAA football uh, video game may finally uh, re- return. Uh, do oh, you and the teammate yeah. is NCAA 14? Is that still being played in the locker room? I mean, I wish I wish I had my Xbox, but uh, if we had it, we'll play it. It's just hard to get, so nobody really got yeah. it. I got yeah. it at my, but uh, he somehow can't find it, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. If uh, if the game uh, if the game were to co- come out today, what do you think your uh, how what would your ratings be? I think they'd give me like an eighty nine, eighty nine, nine. Because a lot of people don't like me, so they're gonna try to give me eighty nine. But they know what's up. <laughs> they know. Look at this! Look, look at the stats, man. I made stuff happen. Most efficient tackler I felt like in the SEC last year. Uh, <laughs> made a lot of big plays. Uh, Left and right, honestly. Uh, made some, you know, bust, obviously, too. So, for the most part, I give myself 89. Because I'm like, I don't think people understand how much of a general on the defense I am, how many checks I actually make, how much I'm accountable for a lot of different plays. So, it's a, it's a, it's a world where I got to be on my pivot every every play, you know. And so, when things go bad, it's really a lot on me, especially me and Damani, them back end guys. So, we got to make sure everybody in place, you know what I'm saying? Because we pretty much the quarterbacks of the defense when it comes down to it, so. Yeah, being the quarterback of the of the defense. Do you mind? So, so for the people, so for the people listening, listening, you know, th- things like that. You know, those are hard to see from from the TV uh, TV yeah. screen. Do you mind kind of going into maybe a little bit more detail on just what what that looks like on the on the field? Like, what are you calculating to uh, you know to, to give out you know a check or a change on the defense? Yeah. Um, and to get prepared yeah. for a play. For example, like if I see a skill player. I mean, I see a, a skilled player at the slot position, right? But we make a check as if he's a tight end. And so that's a mismatch. Is it, It'll pretty much have the linebacker on a, on a, a dude like a Nia Smith. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want a, a linebacker on a Nia Smith. So you'll make a different check. So to pretty much have me um, helping out the linebacker and leaving a cornerback on that island or we, me in a corner playing uh, – leverage off of those two players so like if we got different ways we like elaborate on certain things to kind of like make stuff you know make stuff easier and the matchup better um and it's also like i said film room stuff you know like we know certain things when somebody pull that you know that they'll give us an advantage and stuff so i mean so i could go in deep on it but it's like it'd be hard for me to like kind of like give you the whole (laughs) spiel yeah of course yeah it's only yeah it's only taking you you know, a whole a whole life of playing football to to learn this. So it's hard to describe in just a couple couple of minutes. Um, us fans, you know, we recognize the interceptions. You know, sacks, tackle for right. losses, or, or a fumble. Do you uh, do you have a moment from maybe, let's just say from last season that wasn't you know that maybe wasn't recognized 
on TV, but was a really, you know, was yeah. a moment that you really appreciated um, that had a big outcome in the game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Orange Bowl, for example, like back to back drives. Uh, I had one where I deflected the ball. Uh, it wasn't even my guy. That dude that I uh, deflected the ball from wasn't even my guy. One of our linebackers kind of slipped up and then guard him. And I uh, was pretty much a free man at that point. I was supposed to go blitz, but I seen the running back peeking out and he went up the field. Sam Howell threw it. I broke that play up, uh, making it third down. And then it was one on third down where they were three by one. Uh, that's pretty much two receivers on the field side, one receiver on the boundary. And uh, they had a running back on the field side with the three receivers. So the running back was pretty much lined up beside the quarterback. He went, he went fast to the flats and three ran like an overish route back to the boundary. I'm in a boundary safety, obviously. So I pretty much had to escort the linebacker to the running back and I had to go get this, the slot receiver and uh, kind of like play Madden a little bit. So, I mean, that happened on third down and somehow I tried to throw the ball to, to the over route. I pretty much broke, you know, not broke the play up, but pretty much broke the route up. He seen me cut in front of it. He pump faked and got sacked. So, like, stuff like that you don't really see as a fan. And, you know, but trust me, NFL guys see that and they they, they drill over stuff like that. So, that's stuff I got to keep putting on tape. So, Love it. Thank you for providing that that insight. Um, I guess just uh, last fo- last football question. We're coming into a huge season. You've come coming off a Orange Bowl victory, you know, the first in a long time for AM and now, you know, nine nine starters coming back on on defense, sky high expect expectations. I know we talked about how Jimbo's kind of, you know, taking pride in doing things the right way and having that mentality all always. In a seat in a season like this where, you know, there's more spotlight, you know, from from media, like preseason expect expectations, you know, is there more like of a conscious effort to, you know, kind of stay, stay poised that, that way. And to kind of, to focus more, you know, on this year versus, um, versus maybe your, fre- your freshman year where at least from a media perspective, uh, the expectations were a little bit uh, more, more as high. Even like social media, like during the season, I don't really want to be on too much. You know what I mean? Like you want to, there's too much stuff to focus on. So you can't really be on social media. It's cool. It's football. Social media, you can't really be on as much. Uh, it just, it's just bad on your mind. You know what I'm saying? So this was this was incredible, uh, Leon. Thanks, thanks for joining us. I guess lastly, before you go, anything you want to give a shout out to uh, or plug plug before we wrap up? No, man. I just want to give a shout out to the football team. I love all my boys, my guys, my mama, my cousin that's gone, and pretty much wake him up is uh, alive and well. You know, doing everything he can to be a better man. That's all. Love it. Well, Leon O'Neill Jr., thank you so much for joining us. This was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just congratulations on your success so far and best of luck on this upcoming season. We're going to be rooting for you up, up here. So, uh, so, yeah, take care and thanks again. All right, boss. Be easy. Yeah. <laughs>